Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billie's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like, da 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like, it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me, like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it gonna like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- National Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome into the program. It's Betting Across America, and we are presented by BetMGM. I'm Mike Pritchard, your host live here in Las Vegas. Your other host is on the East Coast, live out there in Boston, Josh Applebaum. Josh, good afternoon. Pritch, how you doing? Happy Tuesday, my man. Huge show today. Excited to talk some MLB with you. We really got to get going on these week one NFL lines. I yes. uh, just submitted an article here to Pointswood Weekly, Pritch, where I'm looking at some five uh, five games overall the wise guys are targeting. So excited to break that down, talk some college football. Obviously, we're going to keep grinding MLB. But Pritch, before we start the show, something really cool happened. I just saw a tweet here about the NFL Network. They're adding sports betting gambling lines at the bottom of the ticker for all mm. NFL uh, broadcasts right now. So Pritch, to me, you know, we're so lucky to work in this industry and, you know, bet on sports, cover sports betting. To me, it's the best job in the world. Little things like this, anecdotes, changes to kind of the, the mainstream public, uh, you know, uh, approach to sports betting. Mm-hmm. I think it's a huge thing. It just tells you that we're in an industry that's exploding. The anti-sports betting stigma is gone. You're going to see lines, I think, everywhere. I think this NFL Network decision to put lines on the ticker at the bottom is just uh, a microcosm of how sports betting is getting bigger and bigger and more widely accepted. I found that to be a really cool thing today, Pritch. So uh, we don't have to search for the numbers anymore. They're always in my head, but now we can see them at the bottom. Of the <laughs> now they're going to be right there in your front of you. Right. I mean, uh, I was in L.A. recently uh, and, you know, some friends around the league, Josh, and, and I got some wind of this. Right. And, you know, things that you can't go public with until it goes public, until they go public for sure. But, uh, yeah, this is incredible on the heels of the alignment to our partnerships that the National Football League announced too. Yeah, you're exactly right, Pritch. And what's funny is, you know, Roger Goodell, you only go back like a few years ago, maybe five years ago, <laughs> they ask him, you know, what's the worst thing that could happen in the NFL? Oh, Sports yeah. betting, the mm-hmm. integrity of the game. And the talk shield. about a 180 here. So, yeah, protect the shield here, Pritch. But I think everyone in sports is just realizing, hey, you know, uh, wouldn't you much rather sports betting be legal, regulated, uh, consumer protections in place? And also for viewership and fans, Pritch, you know, if you're on a, a team and you're, uh, I don't know, uh, a seven-point dog and it's a 14-point game in the fourth quarter, you're going to hang around and make sure that maybe you can cover that number or a blowout win where you have the under or the over. You're going to stick around and watch that game and get smart all the way around. So it's great to great to be in the year 2021 here, Pritch, where sports betting is now everywhere and we get to cover it every single day. Yeah, I did that last night. The only reason why I was watching that game is because of Twitter. Ben Fox, our VP of digital content, uh, put out on Twitter, one better uh, had one game to go on a 14-team unders parlay. 
Uh, under his parlay, Josh Applebaum, uh, in college football. And so the only reason why I was watching Louisville, Louisville, and, and Ole Miss was because I wanted to see the outcome of that game uh, and see what happens with that bet. So I was texting with everybody that I knew uh, so locally. Uh, a lot of my friends are the, part of the parlay crew, right? Uh, and so we were texting fiends uh, trying to figure out what's going to happen and what could happen and what, uh, you know, what would you do if you were in this situation? Yeah, so Pritch, first off, let's congratulate that better. I think you turned 10 bucks into, what, 75000 or something crazy like that. Um, you know, I have mixed feelings when it comes to parlays. You know me, Pritch. I'm going to, like, rain on the parade of the sports better who cashed this big bet. I'm so glad that he did. Uh, but it also comes into mind of parlays in general. They're a big handout to the house. You assume a ton of risk. Now, it's easy to look at this big win and say, wow, I should bet parlays every weekend and just put 10 bucks down every time. To me, with parlays, consider it a fun bet. I don't mm. think you can uh, become a successful sports better by focusing focusing on big parlays and uh, the whole point is you know it's a huge hold percentage for the house it's about 30 percent parlays and teasers uh which is you know every dollar bet on a parlay the house is holding 30 cents whereas a regular bet it's about five per, it's about five cents or five percent here so uh, again congrats to this better I, I like that he bet the unders here Prince, because you know me as a contrarian it was a sharp under that came through yesterday yep. unfortunately that louisville sharp buyback didn't come through but uh congrats to that better i would just say take it with a grain of salt sometimes parlays can give you big benefit but also it takes a lot of losses to finally get a big win like that. Yeah, I mean, considering that line would start at 76, uh, he had it at, or this person had it at 75 and a half on unders parlay, I believe. Uh, and so what did it close at? Uh, what, 72, 74? 74 and a half. 74 I saw and like a half. 73 yeah. and a half. Yeah, okay. that tells me that this guy maybe, uh, or guy or girl, whoever mm -hmm. it was, uh, had a bit of an edge there because he got a good number. That's another thing, trying to get these closing lines where they fall. But, On a parlay uh, card, though. <laughs> exactly. It's unbelievable. So congrats. Uh, that's pretty cool, whoever that better is. Maybe they're listening. I don't want to rain on their parade, but great hit there for, uh, for whoever cashed that big bet. Yep. Say it with me. 79 Gs. Uh, 79 G's right there. I mean, 75. Let's not let, let's not uh, skimp them. Don't or short change them. Yeah, yeah. short change them here. 79 G's uh, right there on that uh, 14 team unders parlay. A uh, nice hit right there. It's betting across America, and we are presented by BetMGM. I'm Mike Pritchard, one of your hosts out here in Las Vegas. Your other host is out in Boston on the East Coast, Josh Applebaum. Uh, so, Josh, last night, college football, uh, we thought well, there was a sharp line movement. There was uh, that game catch the under, although it got dicey towards the end as it turned into college football. I mean, you're feeling pretty good about an under, I, I think, at halftime, but then it turns into college football and anything and everything could happen there. Yeah, you're exactly right, Pritch. So let's take uh, what the wise guys got right and what the wise guys got wrong. Obviously, they nailed that under. Got dicey there, as you mentioned. What was it 26 nothing at halftime? Mm -hmm. You're thinking, hey, double that. What am I at? 50, uh, 52. I can easily go under 75 or whatever number you got. But this is why, you know, again, the odds makers are so good. Even though it looked like it was sailing under, uh, you know, you had some shootouts, some fireworks there, second half. I know a couple betters who took the second half over. That's kind of an interesting thought where, you know, you have a super high total. It goes way under first half. You expect these lines to get kind of closer or close to uh, the overall full game odds. So anyone who bet the second half over, that was kind of an interesting spot. You could have actually cashed both bets there. But uh, definitely the under was a sharp play from wise guys. You saw that thing go. Pritch, 75 and a half, 76, even all the way down to, as we mentioned, right. 74 and a half, 73 and a half. Uh, one system we talked about yesterday, these neutral site unders. I love neutral site unders when it comes to college basketball. You know, unfamiliar sight lines. You don't know the courts. You don't know the backdrops. It's kind of similar, not as pronounced, but kind of similar in college football. When you get these neutral site games where you don't really know the stadiums and the backgrounds, and it's kind of a road game for both teams, uh, the neutral site under Chen is now pretty good to start. I think it's around 58% to start the year. Uh, but then Pritch, so give the wise guys credit nailed the under it was mm -hmm. dicey but it, but it came home that sharp line move by back to louisville obviously did not come through and, and pritch i'm looking watching this game uh matt corral the, you know <laughs> the, the quarterback there for uh, for Ole miss he got whatever he wanted right. i said this is going to be rough for me and here's the thing as a sports better you do your homework you get a good number like for instance you know Ole miss open what some of these shops are like minus eight got all the way up to minus 10 uh some shops even hit the hook 10 and a half had a lot of good buyback there late on Louisville, uh, 10 and a half, 10, even like a nine and a half. Ends up closing nine. At one point, it got down to eight and a half, came back up to nine. Uh, so if you did your part and you identified Louisville, got a key number, got a 10, you beat the
beat the closing line. You did your part. But obviously, Louisville pretty much overmatched there. You know, they scored a few points there in the second half, but uh, really it was kind of a one-sided game overall. So didn't come through with the spread play, but obviously with the under, I think Wise Guys nailed that total. There was a lot of information in that game too, Josh. I mean, if people are paying attention, I don't know if you wanted in-game or, or not, depending on the lines, uh, certainly. But, uh, for instance, Louisville did not have an answer defensively for Ole Miss. Like, you could tell their game plan wasn't going to work, but they didn't have adjustments for the game plan either. They were just going to roll with it and see what happens. Uh, and that was sad to see that, okay, Louisville, you had all this time to prepare, and yet, okay, you go with one game plan and, and you stick with it. Uh, it wasn't going to work for you, though. Uh, and then it was just a matter of time for Ole Miss to figure that out. Once they figured it out, you're right. Uh, it didn't matter if the quarterback had the ball, the running back, or who he was throwing to. They, Louisville wasn't going to stop him. And then on the other side, during the game, some of the commentary uh, as if you know, the quarterback for Louisville was not comfortable. Uh, because of what the effort was from Ole Miss and their defense, a much improved defense. So uh, from an in-game perspective, Josh, I mean, I, I could have been all over that. I didn't look at the lines, though. Uh, but that was, that was a learning lesson for me in terms of how I can feel the game as a former player and, and certainly look at some in-game situations. Yeah, I think you bring up a really brilliant point here, Pritch, because again, coaching, coaches and how mm -hmm. they make adjustments and leaning on coachings, you know, coaching staffs. We talk about a lot, you know, all the all the months leading up to the season. We had Bruce Marshall and Steve Mack and all these people uh, who we really respect talking about returning starters, returning coaches. Um, and I think that's important because a good coach to me is someone who can make adjustments. You know, Belichick, you know, considered the greatest coach. Pritch, it's a question of was it Belichick Brady? It was probably a little bit more Brady now that we have a, a year out here, but full point Belichick is he makes adjustments he's carrying around you know his, his pen and paper here always a pencil though Pritch never a pen because <laughs> a pen you can lose ink you got to make sure it's a pencil and you put it in your ear unless you're Matt Patricia here but that's the whole point betting on coaches who can make adjustments have good game plans and I and you're right you know um, I got a decent number I think I, I got nine and a half there with Louisville I'm like I missed the 10 but it's falling I'll beat the closing line and I was like we're in for trouble here because yeah. they're not doing anything to adjust to this you know Pritch I would say one thing too you know as a former uh, college athlete and, and NFL player player what do you think of all these targeting rules because oh. i felt like every two seconds targeting targeting you know some of these back in the day would be considered a clean hit i know they want to protect the players but yeah. um that's another big thing like uh, we should have over under on targeting penalties each game i want to put it at uh two and a half and i bet that would be an interesting prop here maybe we can get uh you know Vin, uh, Vinny and the crew to, to set that up but your take on targeting do you like that or is it Hey, it's a tough game. It's a physical sport. It's it's really really uh, quick the way these these tackles can be made. Just your thoughts on targeting in general and how maybe that can affect bets. Well, years ago I had a conversation with Joel Klatt. He's on Fox, and and we talked about targeting years ago, and we talked about the fact that um, there should be an intent element to it. And in fact, he said that during the game. I think it was uh, Wisconsin uh, and Penn State. Uh, Joel Joel went on a rant. And I believe he did say that. He recited what, what people were talking about, what certainly we talked about too. But there, sh there should be an intent element to targeting if you're going to throw a kid out the game. I mean, you're talking about the first game of the year, emotions. Uh, kids are still developing. These college athletes are still developing. And I get it. Okay, you want to enforce a targeting rule, throw a flag like you do. But to kick somebody out the game, I, I just think that's an overreach. Uh, Over-officious reach right there, if you ask me. Uh, yeah, there should be an intent element. I'm with you, Pritch. And again, I don't know if this is like a, you know, a three strikes and you're out, a two strikes and you're out, something like that. I would give it two. Uh, but yeah, I would give it two. That kind of makes sense to me, unless it's like egregious and it's helmet right. to helmet and you cause an injury to the other player. I mean, um, obviously some guys just pop up. I remember Julian Edelman in the Super Bowl against, you know, the Legion of Doom. Mm -hmm. He probably was concussed, but got got right up before the kind of the concussion spotting protocols. So it, it, yeah. it depends on, you know, how bad it looks in the moment. But also, uh, I think you're right, Pritch. Some of these uh, just plays are so bang, bang that throwing mm -hmm. a kid out when, uh, you know, obviously you want to leave with your shoulder. I don't know. Maybe there can be an adjustment made here. But I like my idea with the over two and a half targets. I think that would be that would garner <laughs> a lot of action here with the betting, sure. uh, betting public. No, it's a great idea, to be honest with you. But the thing about targeting, too, just to close out on this uh, thought, uh, we already had a rule in the rule book. It's called spearing. When you leave with the crown of your helmet, Josh, I mean, that's spearing. Uh, so there's already a rule in the rule book about leaning with the crown of your helmet, but now you're talking about targeting. Uh, and so what you're saying is that somebody specifically is targeting the head area. Uh, and so there has, there has to be an intent element, right, if you're going to suggest that and throw somebody out the game. I think you're totally right, Pritch. And again, we're trying to keep the players safe. We right. don't want concussions. We want this to be uh, as safe as it can be. But also, like, uh, how safe can you be in a car crash, Pritch? I mean, this is the most violent sport, uh, you know, on the planet here. And mm -hmm. I always also think, like, 
such big hitting. The one thing I noticed with Ole Miss is they were hitting so hard. Yeah, they that were. Spot. Maybe it was I'm impressed by that defense. or what, but <laughs> yeah, get your defense going. Mm -hmm. And uh, to me, that was kind of the reason why a lot of these uh, Louisville plays were kind of gun shy. It's like, do I really want to go over the middle when maybe I'm not targeted, but I'm going to hit really, really hard. I think Lane Kiffin, you know, he wasn't there to coach, but you know, we always remember he had great offense last year at, you know, top, I don't know, 10, five, top five, top 10 in the country with yardage here. Their defense was terrible. I think that if, if you're looking at um, Ole Miss moving forward, you like their their offense and probably keep you in a lot of these games against good opponents. But if their defense can move uh, and, and kind of do what they did yesterday, intimidate other teams, right. to me, Ole Miss is a team that could be reckoned with uh, You know, further down the schedule here. Yeah, a team that uh, I was impressed with. I'm sure you were impressed with, too. We did that yesterday. Who you were you impressed with or, or stressed by in college football. Uh, so certainly Ole Miss uh, impressed by that. And then also the Nuggets that Kirk Herbstreet was dropping in terms of uh, being at practices and uh, talking about how the games are easy for some teams, specifically Alabama. So it reminded me of what our practices were like uh, when I was playing. We won a national championship, Josh. Practices were hard. The games were easy programs that get after it uh, in practice. And so I was writing all that info down in terms of, okay, how am I going to gain an edge? Let me take these nuggets and file those away. Yeah, I think it's a great point, Pritch. And here's another thing if you want to be a successful sports better, you don't have to bet on every game, but if you love sports anyway, mm -hmm. watch a lot of games. These are the little things that you can pick up on, like Herb Street talking about how hard these teams practice. I mean, uh, you could probably assume that they practice pretty hard if you're at Alabama, but uh, these little nuggets, consider yourself like a scout. You know, watch a game, maybe you order some dinner, Pritch, maybe maybe you got a couple of adult beverages. I don't know what you're doing, but <laughs> have a notepad with you. Sure. Have a pen and paper. Write some things down. I, you know, get a, get a $1 notepad uh, from wherever and just say college football notes you know maybe you can break it down by teams these are little things that it may not if you laid off or if even if you lost a bet like I, I lost my bet on Louisville last night but these are things that I can file away moving forward next time I see Ole Miss in any kind of matchup so consider yourself a scout use all this data uh, accumulate it put it together as much as you can maybe you're an Excel guy or a word guy maybe you're an old school guy like me with you know a pen and paper but be a scout, watch these games, listen intently. You can learn a lot just by listening and watching. It may not help you win the particular bet you're looking at in the moment, but it can help you down the road if you file away some of these nuggets. Yeah, listen carefully. Uh, our experts here at VSIN drop nuggets every single day. Uh, so you have that coming right at you. Uh, NFL headlines, uh, good or PR uh, uh, from this standpoint, public relations or for the bankroll? Uh, Josh, so I'm going to throw some headlines at you. And, and, okay, these PR headlines, or are these good for our bankroll? Could these headlines uh, help us a little bit? So ESPN's Jeff Dickerson said David Montgomery will rush for 1,400 yards uh, in 2021. Uh, he talked about Matt Nagy uh, in that situation. Uh, Montgomery's going to get enough carries to go over 1,400 yards in 2021. What do you think? Good for the bankroll, so or is that just uh, PR? I think that may be good for the bankroll. You know, obviously, uh, you know, one thing we were talking about Chicago, and I immediately go to this line here for that Sunday night game where Chicago is at the Rams. Talk about a lopsided game, Pritch. This is the biggest lopsided game of the week, of pretty much week one in general. It's a primetime game. You have almost nine out of ten bets laying the wood here with the Rams. However, the Rams open minus seven, up to seven and a half. I'm seeing a lot of these seven and a halves pretty much painted across the board. A couple are minus 115 to Chicago here. I think this is going to be your number one contrarian spot aside, and you're going to get one Sunday night and Monday night. Both the Bears and pretty much the Raiders are in certain are in uh, kind of equal situations in general where it's a primetime game and nobody's on them. So to me, I walk into a bar, everyone's got a Stafford jersey and uh, you know an Aaron Donald jersey. To me, with Chicago, as gross as it seems, getting a seven and a half where this thing may, I don't think it's going to get to eight. Really, uh, even though this is the most lopsided play, odds makers don't want to go to eight. You're, it's really not a key number. But to me, this is probably going to be a gross play to buy low on the Bears here, Pritch. Mm -hmm. And one uh, system that I really like is big dogs. Big dogs plus six and a half or more in week one. They're 27 and 17 ATS, 61.4% against the number in week one over the last decade. So I automatically go to these lines anytime we mention a player. But I, I'll give you an anecdote, Pritch. When I was on the Cape and I was on vacation, mm -hmm. I had a fantasy draft with all my buddies. Uh, and I went out to dinner with my family and I said, I can't possibly you know, do a draft in front of everyone and make them all uh, super annoyed with me. I let it auto-draft it auto-drafted david montgomery as there my flex go. 
So I'm rooting for him here, Pritch. I, I got I got I got you know, dog in the fight here. Yeah. Well, I'll pull back the curtain. Yesterday during the show, I had my fantasy draft going on at the same time. Not that I was participating. I was <laughs> auto-drafting, though. I was auto-drafting. Uh, oh, but I would go. check my, uh, you know, my feed and, and certainly the text messages to make sure, okay, look, let, let's make sure this thing's fair. Uh, pull it back the curtain, not only in the Cape, uh, but certainly out here in Vegas. I love it about fantasy football. Uh, ESPN's Eric Woodyard said TJ Hawkinson is, quote, Building great chemistry, unquote, with Jared Goff, and predicted a tight end will have a thousand yard season in 2021. Good for the bankroll, so is that PR? I I think it might be good for the bankroll. I mean, with Goff, you're going to have to find a security blanket. You you know, you go from the Rams. You you're now in uh, with the Lions here. One thing with Hawkinson, you know, we've done a lot of shows, Pritch, over the summer where we went through all the different position groupings for all the different prop bets. I want to say Hawkinson. Uh, don't quote me here. It was like 75 and a half catches, like 750 yard and a half yards. I like this guy to go over. To okay. me, this is a nugget where uh, maybe you're a little gun shy here, getting Detroit plus seven and a half at home against San Fran Bridge. I would say it's kind of stayed at seven and a half. Mm-hmm. So uh, maybe some a uh, little bit of liability there and a contrarian home dog, big dog in general. But to me, Hawkinson is a guy that drafted really high, uh, was great at Iowa, and if he's the go-to guy with Goff, and with when you're Goff and you know the bolts are flying, you got all these new receivers, who can you depend on? I think uh, Hawkinson may be that guy. So again, if you're if you're worried by a Lions play where you say, uh, and really everybody's laying the points with the 49ers here, Pritch. Maybe you are looking at the Lions, but if you want to target maybe a prop instead, and we, you know, we talked to uh, Derek Carty yesterday who did a great job yes. highlighting some props. I think you can throw Hawkinson in that list, Pritch. I'd be looking at going over receptions, uh, over receiving yards. I think he could have a big year, and I actually think that's good for the bankroll, not just PR. Okay, yeah, he had 772 last year uh, with Matthew Stafford. Now he's got Jared Goff, and that's a good sign uh, from an insider if he's saying that they're building great chemistry right there between quarterback and tight end. Exactly, Pritch. And, you know, I'll, I'll throw back some names to you. When I was uh, an early football fan, Drew Bledsoe to Ben Coates, Pritch. I bet okay, you didn't I, think you'd hear a Ben Coates reference right? uh, on today's show. But uh, that was the ultimate security blanket. Yeah. Obviously, you know, Brady had, you know, Amendola, Welker, Edelman, a lot of these guys. But I think this is important. Target these connections. And mm-hmm. to me, Hawkinson is a guy that maybe you don't like the overwind total with the Lions. Maybe you don't want to bet him too much during the year. But if you want to get some action on this Detroit team, Hawkinson could be the guy to target take his over receptions and over yards. Yeah, Christian Forway's talked about that uh, a lot uh, uh, when he was up there, certainly playing, and he's still up there uh, covering, doing a great job. Um, Bucks head coach Bruce Arian said uh, wide receiver Antonio Brown is playing, quote, playing at a speed I saw four or five years ago, unquote, uh, from BA about uh, Antonio Brown. Is that good for the bankroll, Josh, or is that uh, PR? I tell you what, Pritch, it's good for my bankroll on my win total <laughs> over with uh, with my bucks here. Uh, also, you know, taking a shot on Super Bowl odds. We talked in yesterday's show that we're one of the biggest movers for Super Bowl odds. I think they're plus 1,200 down to plus 600, something like that, getting about 10% of the tickets, but almost 20% of the money. And, I, and again, I'm going to mention Derek Hardy again. I really liked his props in the segment yesterday where right. he highlighted some of these players because he targeted Antonio Brown. And I think kind of my play is, you know, when you're betting these props, everybody's going to flock to the big name players. So a lot of your overs with the Bucks are going to be all your Brady overs, all your Godwin overs, all your all your Mike Evans overs. But to me, if you want to make some hay here and maybe take advantage of, of you know guys down the list, you know when we bet on the NBA playoffs player props, Pritch, we didn't go for all the Giannis overs. We went for P.J. Tucker and some mm-hmm. of these kind of lower players that maybe uh, you could take advantage of. I think Antonio Brown could be one. I also think Rob Gronkowski could be one. You know, Gronk, I think, is like 475 and a half receiving yards. Uh, yesterday, what was Antonio? Antonio Brown, like 600, something like that. I love targeting these supplementary players, and it's good to hear AB's looking good. Uh, Pritch, I'm, I'm happy for also my undefeated uh, ticket here. Yeah. See if we can catch that one. Yeah, his total's gone up. Uh, it opened, what, 650 and a half this summer. It's up to 745 and a half right now uh, for Antonio Brown. BA, very familiar with Antonio Brown, too, offensive coordinator uh, to begin Antonio Brown's uh, career there in Pittsburgh. Uh, Come up next, we're going to get some market insight from Josh Applebaum, also some player props on Thursday Night Football. That's next. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall. 
and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zigazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zigazoo is moderated by real live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. Oh, <laughs> I especially love the dance challenges. So much fun. Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. All oh, my friends love it. I love that it's kid-safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Eh, uh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash stereo right now. NetSuite.com slash stereo. NetSuite.com slash stereo. Everybody, it's the perfect time to get into BetMGM Sports Nevada, the premier sports betting app. BetMGM has all your favorite wagering options along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Just download the app, stop by any MGM casino on the strip, have your state-issued ID, open an account, and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love the technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be at least 21 and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Welcome back to the program. It's Betting Across America. Your host today, Mike Pritchard, Josh Applebaum. Uh, So, Josh, notable line movement uh, heading into week one. We got Thursday night games, certainly. Uh, We'll get to some player props right there. But also the notable line movement uh, that you've noticed so far. uh, What's standing out? Yeah, we got a couple ones here, Pritch. So uh, this is kind of a, a spoiler for my article coming out for Points of Weekly, but a couple of them that caught my eye. Number one, I think the biggest one I wanted to talk about on yesterday's show, didn't get a chance to talk about it, uh, is the Denver Broncos. This is a team that we've talked about quite a bit here, Pritch, close to your heart there with Mile High in Colorado. But you've seen a big move here on the Broncos at the Giants. You know, you look at this matchup here, uh, actually open at minus one. So very short road favorite. You know, uh, again, what does that tell you? It's probably a four-point favorite, um, you know, on a neutral field, give three points for home field the Giants, but Denver's look really good in the preseason. The Giants have looked really bad. This is a time where I do really like to buy low on these gross dogs. I have a lot of value in general. Last decade, 55% ATS. But to me, this is one where I think the smart money, they know all these trends. All the wise guys know how well dogs do in week one. 
and they're not really uh, concerned with it here. There's been no bite at the apple here with the Giants. There's been all movement here toward the Broncos. The Broncos actually open again, minus one, all the way up to minus three. Uh, I wanted to highlight this yesterday. I'm kind of kicking myself, Pritch, because there were still a couple two and a halfs out okay. there. And I think if you're looking at Denver, you really wanted that two and a half here. To me, if you want to play the Broncos, I'm not going to lay the three. I would look more at a money line play. Uh, I think you missed the boat. And even though you're paying a, a higher price here uh, with the VIG at minus 155 with the juice here, um, I would hate to see a three-point win and you and you push your bet. Whereas if you got the early two and a half you covered and you get in money line, you would have won here. So I'm looking at Denver Pritch. And it was notable to me, I think the betting market and, and the pro bettors really, really respect Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy Bridgewater, we joke about him, Teddy Two Gloves, Teddy Covers. I feel like he's got a new nickname every Steady single Teddy. day, Pritch. But Steady Teddy, yeah, seriously, I, what am I missing here? I know there's like five more nicknames, but uh, whatever you want to call him, he covers numbers. We mm -hmm. all know he's great as a dog, specifically a road dog, uh, and a dog getting three points or more. But in general, he's still profitable as a favorite. He hasn't been favored too much. He's 11-7 and seven ATS. But overall, Teddy Two Gloves, in his career, 35-14 and 14 against the spread, 71%. So uh, defense looks great. Really good roster here. I think Drew Lockett's like, yeah, he could play great. He could also throw picks and lose you the game. I think with Steady Teddy, Teddy Two Gloves, whatever you want to call him, <laughs> that was a big bonus for a lot of wise guys. And they've been hammering Denver all the way up to minus three. Again, you wanted two and a half or less. To me, if you want to, if you want to back this movement, but you're late to the late to the party here, I'd be looking at a money line play with the Broncos. I tell you what, if you have a notable line movement, uh, I'll give you the green light. Do your best impression of Kramer <laughs> and just bust in on the show uh, with that notable <laughs> line movement. I love it, Pritch. What's the episode here when he's betting on horses? His father was a mutter. His mother was a mutter. I'll jump. I'll just dive right in. Sure. And the next update. Yeah. Or just bust through the door and say, "Look, Pritch, we got to get to this right now. Don't kick yourself." No, that's that is notable right there. I think a lot of people are looking at the Vic Fangio um, chip on shoulder with that defense. And so the Giants are a mess right now, too. So minus three, uh, right there. I see that line movement. I see how significant that can be right now. Yeah, really significant. I think the matchup here, not only, you know, steady Teddy two gloves here, but mm -hmm. that defense of the yeah. Broncos going up against Daniel Jones and that G-Men uh, offensive line where they had a lot of retirements and they've kind of been, uh, I remember joint practices with the Patriots. They're talking about how much better Mac Jones looked than Daniel Jones, uh, than Jones here. So uh, that could play a role here. Also, non-conference uh, non matchups, Pritch. I love divisional dogs. It's my go-to bread and butter when I'm betting the NFL. Perfect example, you know, we've uh, beat a dead horse so many times here, but love the Houston Texans. Mm -hmm. Divisional dogs in week one. Uh, no, I got the number for you. 38 and 18 against the spread. 68% in week one. The lack of divisional dogs. So divisional dogs, the built-in familiarity. You know your opponent. You're used to them. It levels the playing field. Benefits the team getting points. The flip side, though, is non-division, non-conference matchups here where the lack of familiarity, the Giants really don't ever play the Broncos. So when you, when you do and you're in a non-conference matchup, it gives me more confidence because typically that's an edge to the favorite because the lack of familiarity benefits the better team, better coaching, better players. So you can add all that up. Again, you wanted two and a half or less, but to me, Broncos are a sharp bet. I'm going to money line them if I didn't jump on the two and a half earlier. Okay, and then that line, I can't imagine it going back to two and a half, but I mean, you just never know. You can shop around. I guess if you can find one of those, but right now out here in Vegas, we have minus three on the board for the Broncos. 42 is a total uh, in that game to begin the season. Uh, we will get to uh, player props as well as market report in Major League Baseball. Some important games as MLB is going right down the stretch here for their season. It's coming up next. Get some friendly betting advice from your favorite guys in the desert. VSIN's Brent Musburger will be hosting Betting and Beers with Brent on Friday, September 10th from 6 to 7 p.m. at the Grandview Lounge inside the beautiful South Point Hotel and Casino. Along with Brent will also be South Point bookmakers Chris Andrews, Vinny Mayulo, and Jimmy Vaccaro. This awesome team of VSIN experts will break down everything you need to know about betting on football this season. That's this Friday at 6 p.m. in the South Point's Grandview Lounge. 
Welcome back to the program. It's Betting Across America. Mike Pritchard, Josh Applebaum with you. Josh, how outstanding is that? Uh, <laughs> betting and beers with Brent Musburger. I love it, Pritch. Are you got any? Uh, are, you, are you free at that point? I want you up there be. on the set. You know, I know. I'm going to get you a funnel. I'm going to get you. You know, you can do a keg stand. <laughs> I'll hold you up. It'll be fun. Sure, sure. I mean, and Chris Andrews, Vinny Maiulo. I mean, that's going to be great. Jimmy Vaccaro is going to be awesome. And that, I mean, look, that's that's an outstanding event right there. So highly recommend that one. Um, player props, Thursday night football, running back position. Let's get to that. Ronald Jones, his rushing yards, 47 and a half. Uh, the over/under minus 110, uh, and then you got Zeke Elliott. His rushing yard total 53 and a half. Uh, do you like either one of those? So one thing I noticed, Pritch, and uh, focusing on running backs here, is my first thought was, let me look up how these rush defenses performed last year. And I think you have a huge, huge discrepancy. You know, uh, looking at the stats from last year, you actually had Tampa Bay, the number one rush defense uh, in the NFL. Their opponents uh, had 358 attempts for only 1,289 yards. It's a 3.6 yards per carry. We all know, you know, Damakon Sue, who, Pritch, you and I, we didn't, I don't even think we knew that he was on the COVID <laughs> list. He's good to go, though. Mm-hmm. Vita Vea is ready. Obviously, you got Barrett and, uh, and, uh, and all the great linebackers there and, and JPP on the on the edge here but Tampa Bay really really stout uh, defensively especially against the rush number one rush defense last year on the flip side the Cowboys second to last to almost dead last year only the Texans were worse Cowboys gave up a 510 rushes for 2541 yards uh, a five yard per carry there so my initial thought is you know Tampa Bay's got a great rush defense Dallas has a terrible rush defense looking at these props you know I would target Ronald Jones has over 47 and a half I think your only concern would be is it a four net game you know do they split carries uh, but if this porous uh, you know Swiss cheese defense here for the Dallas Cowboys obviously they bring in Parsons who you hope is going to benefit that uh, that rush defense a little bit from the linebacker spot I'd be looking at Ronald Jones over 47 and a half and in terms of Zeke, you know, you look at it and you say 53 and a half, that's nothing. He mm-hmm. could, you know, break a 20 yard gain and, and break that, you know, in the middle of the second quarter. But again, a really, really stout number one rush defense last year from the Tampa Bay Bucks. I'd be a little concerned. Do I want to take the Zeke under? Not really, because I, I respect him as a running back, but I think that would maybe make me lay off uh, taking the over in that spot. But I, w- I would really target Ronald Jones against a bad Dallas Cowboys rush defense, second worst in the league last year. Okay, we have rushing plus receiving yards total two for Zeke that I'm interested in, 78.5. Uh, the over minus 115, the under minus 110. Uh, you know, how I look at this game, Josh, if, if Zeke is under 53.5 rushing yards, Cowboys are in trouble. I mean, they're going to have to do something for Dak. I mean, if he's in a drop back situation and he's dropping back 35 times, uh, I'm sorry, that pass rush with JPP and uh, Barrett and, and, you know, and Dominican Sue and what they have and what we've seen and what they did to and uh, Mahomes in the Super Bowl. I mean, I, I think they're going to build on that. Right. But I, I don't know. I, I think I, I like the it's attractive to me, the rushing yards uh, prop. But I, I really do like the rushing plus receiving yards. Uh, for for Zeke Elliott, you know another reason why is because of Kellen Moore, offensive coordinator. His, his fingerprints are all over this offense, uh, and he brings that influence from Boise State. And we know they implement the running back in a lot of their plays. Yeah, I think it's a great point by you, Pritch. I would be intrigued more by the rushing and receiving combination. We know that you know with rushing for Zeke, it's 53 and a half combination of rushing and receiving mm-hmm. yards, 78 and a half. So you know you're looking at about you know what 25 yards there, uh, maybe through the air. Yeah. What I like is that you know these the the Zeke rushing is minus 110 both sides. But the Zeke rushing and receiving combined is over minus 115. So a little bit of juice there, liability to the over. And also look at it as, you know, as betters, there's so many different ways we can bet on these games. I look at it, you know, one uh, thing I had some some, uh, some success with during the NBA playoffs was combining Drew Holiday, you know, rebounds and assists. You know, this kind of a, a similar way to look at it where uh, maybe he goes off rushing and he doesn't have any receive, receiving at all and he cashed that one anyway. But getting the combination there, and I also think, you know, we're seeing this line continue to move here to Tampa Bay. Pritch, you know, open six and a half. Mm-hmm. It's all the way up to, I'm seeing a lot of eights across the board right now. <laughs> wow. So if Dallas is down, this thing keeps moving, Pritch. If Dallas is down mm-hmm. uh, and maybe there's an opportunity here for some dump passes or, you know, some screens from Kellen Moore, I'd be looking at that spot overall. You know, we'll talk full breakdown of this game. I wanted to give John Ewing a little bit of credit. He's our buddy at, at BetMGM. He had a really good tweet uh, that just came out, and I wanted to give him some credit. Since 1996, Super Bowl winners in week one have gone 18-3 and three straight up, and they've gone 13-6-2 and two against the spread. So oh, that's awesome. I'm looking at Dallas. Yeah, a great stat there. And mm-hmm. on the flip side, Pritch, the Super Bowl loser uh, has gone 8-13 and 13 straight up, 
four and 17 ATS. So, you know, I, I, do I really want to back Dallas? Like my contrarian heart says, I would love to take a gross Dallas play inflated, getting an eight, maybe an eight and a half, who knows. But really what I go there is, is the Cleveland Browns. You know, this mm-hmm. is a game that we talked about a lot here, but Cleveland going into KC, it's pretty much been a sharp line freeze. Open minus six KC, everyone betting KC, yet they really don't want to go to six and a half. Tells me that the odds makers are a little bit fearful of handing out the hook there uh, to Cleveland Browns better. So I'm going to wait it out. If I can get a six and a half, even a six, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be on Cleveland regardless. I'm holding out for the hook. But I like that stat from John Ewing. Again, you look at these Super Bowl losers, 8-13 and 13 straight up the next week one, 4-17 and 17 ATS. To me, that's good news for the Browns going into Kansas City. Is it a pretty good streak of a Super Bowl loser um, missing the playoffs, too, the next year? Uh, is, that, is that intact? I got to double check. Yeah, we'll you look know, at that. Obviously... The hangover, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's something that obviously, uh, you know, no one's, uh, you're not surprising anyone with that there, but uh, I think that's worthwhile. Maybe again, that's why you look at the, I think the 12 and a half for the Chiefs win total right. is used up under, even right. though we all expect them and there's heavy betting on the over. The hangover's real. The offensive line, they, they got to deal with all these new players, Pritch, but I love that nugget from John Ewing. That makes me like my uh, my Cleveland Browns bet even better. I told you we have nuggets all over the place here on the network. Vison, John uh, <laughs> Ewing uh, chiming in. That's awesome. So we were that close. I mean, really that close to having a good win for Josh Applebaum on the air uh, yesterday. We, we all recognize and we remember the uh, bad beat, uh, but Tampa Bay came through, so they're back at it with the Red Sox. Uh, Josh, Red Sox minus 108 at home, nine and a half to total. Uh, do you have interest in this game today? Yeah, so first off, Pritch, couldn't get the win during the show. So, you know, there's always next time. But what a win by Tampa Bay. To me, that was a value play yeah. uh, just in terms of everyone betting sale. Yet the line fell a bit. It was 11 to 10. Epic comeback. It's a pick em game today, Pritch. I'm going to go Tampa Bay again. Uh, pick em price, one of the best teams in baseball. Slight, technically, road division dog high total. Uh, I'm going with Rasmussen here. Give me Tampa Bay once again. Pick em, pick em price, minus 105. You know I'm a Sox fan. Room for the Rays once again today. All right. We'll hit some more baseball, Major League Baseball, some key games as they go down the stretch and their league. Josh Towers is going to be on the program in hour uh, number two to help us with a full breakdown. So don't go anywhere. All that and more come up next right here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. We can taste it, and the VEASAN Pro Football Betting Guide is available now. Give yourself the betting edge this season with advanced stats and power ratings, plus our experts' best bets on season win totals, division finishes, and player awards. The guide is only $19.99 and is available for instant download today. Get your copy now or sign up for VEASAN All Access and get everything we have to offer for the entire football season at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. This is VEASAN, the sports betting network. The VEASAN experts live and breathe sports betting, and we've assembled the best team here in Vegas, the gambling capital of the world. Our unique approach helps you learn how to become a better handicapper. We go beyond picks and predictions to discuss the numbers and analysis that matter to sports bettors. The action never stops, and we are always on for you with TV, radio, and digital coverage. Invest in your sports betting success. Visit vcin.com to learn more. If you didn't catch VSIN last week, here's some of what you missed. I know that, uh, Vinny, when uh, JBT talks NFL, people like to say, stick stick to basketball. No, stick realize. to the NBA. They don't realize this guy's how versatile, versatle he is. That's right. He's versatile. He can do it all. Actually, did you guys know that they call a football a pigskin? I learned that the <laughs> other day. It was the first time. <laughs> what do you make of the offseason moves for your Clippers, the Lakers, and the, uh, the Nets? Because when you look at the top of the futures board, Vinny, where do you have the... Um, where do you have the Lakers, the Nets, and the Clippers right now? They're like four to one, three. You know, you you got uh, seven to two, uh, four to one. The Lakers and and the uh, the Nets are the uh, the favorites, uh, both for con- uh, Eastern and Western Conference, and, and to win the title. Uh, I think you absolutely love what the Nets did. Just the signing of Patty Mills. Patty Mills is the cherry on top. He with that spacing, we saw what it does for Joe Harris when he's actually on. Uh, but Patty Mills with that with Joe Harris now out there too, like. 
that's an insane lineup that the Nets can roll out there. So, barring health, which is a big thing for this team with KD and Kyrie Irving, uh, that's going to be something that ultimately holds them back. But if you're telling me, like if I told you right now, I'll guarantee you that they're healthy all the way through the playoffs, who are you picking other than the Brooklyn Nets? To win the title, well, like what the Nets did in the draft too. Uh, absolutely. So I, I think everything the thing that this team did uh, was spot on. Smart journalism, fascinating topics, words that describe CNN's podcast, The Assignment with Audie Cornish. We are revisiting the public school culture wars. What have we learned from the kids who fought against book bans? We really started the club to get students reading these books. Students have an opinion in this fight, too. How has the war over books sparked a backlash to the so-called parents' rights movement? It's not okay what they're doing, and they're being watched. Listen to The Assignment with Audie Cornish, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's like very of all slow. The, of all the options. In spite of me. <laughs> like, what did we do? It's so slow. Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zigazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zigazoo is moderated by real, live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. I especially love the dance challenges. So much fun. Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. Oh, my friends love it. I love that it's kid-safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Uh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! (laughs) Download the Zigazoo app today. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required. Access from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com stereo right now. NetSuite.com stereo. NetSuite.com stereo. No one raises the stakes for EPL action like BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. Sign up for the BetMGM app using code VSEN100. And if your first wager is a $1 Moneyline bet on any English Premier League game, you'll receive $100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. It's a great chance to try BetMGM's one-game parlay feature to make selections within a single soccer game. Once again, it's bonus code VSEN100 to win $100 when you bet on any English Premier League game and either team scores a goal. Just download the app or visit BetMGM.com. It's a new customer offer, paid and free bets. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be at least 21 years old. Please gamble responsibly. If you feel you have a problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Nevada. Welcome back to the program. It's Betting Across America. Mike Pritchard, Josh Applebaum with you today. Uh, and Josh, uh, market insight again, because there's a lot of factors in this Green Bay game. Um, against the Saints. The Saints displaced Hurricane Ida, um, the preparation, but yet it's a neutral side game, even though the Saints are the home team. The Aaron Rodgers drama over the offseason, we saw this line move, the announcement of Jameis Winston being uh, the quarterback for the Saints, too. So Green Bay's minus four, 
now here at the South Point. 50 is the total in this game. Yeah, so first off, we got to talk about, you know, what a crazy move this has been over the summer. All the news of, you know, obviously we knew Drew Brees was gone. We, we were kind of considering or thinking it was going to be Jameis Winston. He ends up cashing that prop bet on who will start week one, beating out Taysom Hill. But it was all the Packers news, obviously with Aaron Rodgers. You know, this thing open, minus three Saints. It's flipped all the way now to minus four Packers. Neutral site game. Uh, I think the Packers, if you had jumped on them, you know, anytime getting points, a plus three, a two, a pick them, a laying anything under a three, minus two and a half or less to me, that was the play that, that garnered a lot of wise guy action here. Uh, but Pritch, call me crazy. This is going to be a buy low spot on the Saints for me. You know, one thing that I'm looking at is the hook with the four and a half. Okay. We're showing minus four with the Packers on our screen, but I'm showing uh, on my screen a couple books that minus four and a half. So if you can get to the hook and it's a, you know, always think about like a seven, three game plus four and, you know, it's not going to end that, but that's kind of thinking, uh, you know, that thought, thought process you're down by four, you cover with the hook with the four and a half. It's going to be an ultimate buy low in terms of everyone wanting to bet Aaron Rodgers. Now, we've talked about the Packers a ton this year. Uh, you know, obviously, uh, scorched earth. Rodgers <laughs> wanting to, you know, last dance his way into a Super Bowl before mm -hmm. maybe he leaves for greener pastures. Who knows, Bridge? Maybe he goes to Denver after this year. So this is one of the most lopsided games of uh, the slate here in week one. And I love week one buy low, sell high opportunities. So this kind of reminds me, and I don't want to make a comparison of the Packers to the Jaguars, but that's a kind of a, a team that is uh, getting a ton of action, a big line move. And really all the value of betting the Packers is gone. All those good numbers where you could have jumped on them early in the summer are gone. So you got to ask yourself, Where's the line going? Where is it now? And am I still getting a good number or am I chasing a bad number when the value has left me? So I think that's kind of the case with the Packers. Mm -hmm. You know, you could lay a four or four and a half and they win by 14. You're like, okay, that doesn't matter. But I think training your, your brain to identify value and whether or not the value is still there or gone is really, really important. So to me, Pritch, I'm going to buy low on the Saints. Okay. I'm going I'm to shop around, try to find a four and a half. That's a super inflated line. I think you're buying low on uh, Sean Payton in a spot where uh, he's got a lot to prove here after losing Drew Brees. And one system that I really like is inflated week one dogs. We know week one dogs in general over the last decade have done great, 55% ATS. But these inflated dogs, when the line rises at least a point away from a dog, Whereas, you know, you're, you're plus three, now you're plus four. Or, yeah. again, in this spot, you're minus three, now you're plus four and a mm half. -hmm. That's a massive move here you don't normally see. But the whole point is when you're getting a better number on a dog and you're buying low and only a third of bets are on, uh, are on the Saints here in this game, that week one inflated line spot is about 57% against the spread the last decade when you're a dog getting more than a point off the opener. So, uh, again, Packers are going to be probably a huge survivor play uh, for a lot of betters. Right. It's going to be an auto bet in a lot of these picks contests. But to me, if I'm getting a four and a half, to me, the value is buying low on the Saints in this spot. I would imagine a tease candidate, too. I mean, you're teasing through some key numbers right there. So, But you, you don't you don't do that, though, right? So to me, Parley's teasers, I kind of group them together. Although I will say, uh, Pritch, teasing through two key numbers is really, really important. So, mm -hmm. you know, if you're if you're a, if you're four and a half and you're going up to ten and a half, you know, with the Saints, that's beneficial. You're going through sure. the seven, you're going through the ten. To me, that's really the only teasers that I play. Really, uh, those six point, you know, uh, you know, going through multiple key numbers is where you find your value. I know that's a, a prop bet or a, you know a, a, a teaser bet that mm -hmm. a lot of pros really, really lean on going through multiple key numbers. All right, uh, there you go. Nice job right there, uh, Josh, on that one with the Saints. You know, the thing about Green Bay is even though it's a neutral site game or it's supposed to be a home game for the Saints, neutral site. Uh, Green Bay is such a public team, though fans everywhere. I would imagine they're going to have a large contingency out there. Uh, in in terms of fan support. Yeah, I think it's a great point, Pritch. And that's something that we got to keep in mind because, yeah. again, we saw road teams, road division. I mean, I had these systems last year that were just killer in the pandemic year where uh, road division dogs, road uh, short road dogs, I think they're plus six or less, really, really killed it. I think they're like 55% uh, ATS overall, something like that. But what happens now? This We don't really get neutral site games other than the Super Bowl, the Hall of Fame game, Pritch. Mm -hmm. It's kind of a weird one here because of the hurricane. Uh, but you're right. You know, a lot of these big fan bases travel. It's not a true home game for either team. I'm interested in, do we see home field advantage uh, bark a little bit louder this year? Not in terms of like a favorite laying a number covering, but what if you're a dog and you're plus three at home, you're plus six at home. To me, the home field advantage, that's where it could really come through, where if you want to buy low on these on these dogs at home, maybe the, the juice from the crowd 
and uh, and kind of you know picking you up and screaming and making yeah. it hard on the snap count on the opposing team. Maybe that kind of comes back to into play this year yep. after last year when really it was non-existent. You know, Josh, as players, we love to show off, and I know players are looking forward to the fans returning to games this year. I can uh, be a hundred percent about that, hundred percent certain that the uh, players are fired up about the fans this year. Uh, deep dive into the Lions. Uh, we had a deep dive yesterday. Not so deep, though. We walked around in the shallow end with the Bengals. Same thing here with the Lions. Uh, we talked about Hawkinson. Uh, you know, can he have one of those type of years with the new quarterback, Jared Goff? There's some chemistry uh, developing. Uh, we also know about the notable bets on the Lions this year to make the playoffs. But their win total, Josh, five and a half. The over, plus 130. The under, minus 160. <laughs> Pritch, I think this is a sharp underplay. I actually made a bet on the under. Uh, actually, it was found an alternate line under four and a half wins at plus 150. So it's one of those that I was I kind of have a strong opinion of. Basically, what I've seen in these preseason games, and I don't want to hold you know vendettas against anybody, but Dan Campbell, <laughs> what he did in that first game, uh, I don't know if it was the first or second game, but totally screwed the clock up. Had no feel for the game. You know, it's easy to bite kneecaps and and you know be just kind of a mm-hmm. uh, you know a macho guy, a but cliche coach. <laughs> That's exactly. what he is right now. He's a he's a cliche coach right now. He really is. And again, it's a thinking man's game. We see, you know, all these players butting heads like it's gladiators, yeah. but it's all about uh, an intellectual game as well behind all the physicality. And I just don't know if Dan Campbell uh, can really keep up. Maybe you want to create this mentality, but you know, it's great if you hit people and you're and you're going nuts and getting your team going, but. Can you drop some plays? Can you manage the clock? Can you make adjustments? I'm not confident Dan Campbell at all here, Pritch. So I like the under, under four and a half here. Again, you're getting some plus money at some of these books. Uh, Obviously, they're a seven and a half point favorite or seven and a half point dog at home week one against San Francisco. Um, So again, maybe you can chalk that one as a loss to start. But look at their schedule, Pritch. They have the they have um, I think the fourth hardest schedule in the NFL this year. So make it even harder on Dan Campbell. Uh, their opponents from last year 143 and 127, a 529 win percentage. They have a tough murderers row. I mean, Pritch, look at this. You're playing the Niners. These are your first five or six games. Niners, Packers, Ravens, even the Bears, uh, and then the Vikings. I mean, you could start 0 and 5. Then you got the Bengals. Who knows? Maybe you get that one. Um, I mean, you could go into the bye week. Maybe you. Keep it, you know, maybe beat the Bengals. You could even lose to them. I mean, they could start, you know, 0-7, 1-6, something like that going into the bye week. I think it could be a long season here for Detroit. To me, it's it's fading a rookie coach. Um, obviously, Goff is someone I'm leaning on to hopefully cash that Hawkinson over receptions and receiving yards bet. Uh, but I just think with uh, this this rookie head coach and a really, really difficult schedule, you're going to have to play. Um, again, not that you know the Bears are the, the 85 Bears here, but uh, you're probably going to go 0-2 against the Packers. Maybe you're 0-2 against the Vikings. Maybe you beat the the, Bear, the Bears once, but I don't even think – I mean, you could go 0-6 in your division. I just mm-hmm. think, to me, maybe they get two or three wins. I just – I'm not uh, – as Michael Lombardi would put it, I'm not going to put my money behind golf face this year. I like the under in the Detroit Lions, uh, under four and a half at plus 120. Okay. Um, so <laughs> – Wow, that's crazy to think I threw about. A lot at so, you there, yeah, you, Sorry, no, yeah. okay, no, because I was looking at um, some win totals there. Uh, those were old ones uh, that we had before earlier. Now these are the new ones. So uh, four and a half, the uh, minus one forty, uh, the over, the under, uh, plus one twenty, right there with the Lions. So you know the thing about this one, Josh, the Bears game that Week Four line. Uh, what will that be like? Depending on who quarterbacks for for the Bears, or does that not even matter? Oh, man, we're going to have to see how Dalton performs and how quickly they go to, uh, to Justin Fields. But I'll throw out maybe Bears minus four at home, Bears mm-hmm. minus six. I don't know, something like that. You know, I'll probably be on divisional dog lines and that. The funny thing is, I hope that, you know, I cash my under four and a half win total. But I'm probably going to be forced to bet on the Lions getting points in these crazy, disgusting spots. So uh, <laughs> you can cover for me, Dan Campbell, hopefully in these spots where I'll buy low on you. But uh, you can lose the game, but not co- but cover. That, that's kind of my my mantra here, my wish from the betting gods with Detroit this year. Yeah, you know, I wonder how he's going to manage those coaches too. Uh, a lot of a lot of former players uh, man the coaching staff, uh, the head coach, offense coordinator, defense coordinator, and uh, opportunities galore out there in Detroit. You can commend them for that. Um, but, uh, you know, look, he's got to get it together uh, now for real as opposed to trying to get it together during the preseason. Yeah, I think it's a great point, Pritch. And also, you know, going back to uh, a nugget you threw out a second ago, we got to hit on a little bit more. Their win total has moved. This is a team mm-hmm. that their win total has really, really moved throughout the offseason. Yep. That tells me that 
as soon as it opened, there were some five and a halfs yeah. out there. There were fives. It's all the way down to four and a half. I mean, it's very rare in an off season that a win total falls a full game. You know, you'll get a half <laughs> right. game here or there. You'll yeah. get some juice movement, but a full game on a win total move, five and a half down to four and a half, that tells me you had a ton of respected money on the under five and a half, under five. Again, four and a half, you're not getting the best of it, but you are getting a plus money payout. And if, you know, to cash the five, you needed four wins or less anyway. Four and a half with the hook, you get four or less. I think this could be a four and 13 team, Pritch. I think it's going to be a long year for Detroit. Mm-hmm. Patrick Maher, if you're listening, my apologies, <laughs> man. It, it could be a tough year yeah. uh, with Detroit. This the year. Sharps took out the kneecaps of that uh, opening win total. Look at you, Pritch. That's a good one. I like that. <laughs> well, we're talking about Campbell being a cliche coach. I'll yep. throw in a few more cliches right there for the Lions. That was our deep dive in the shallow end uh, right there with the Detroit Lions. Uh, coming up in that hour number two, uh, Josh Towers in studio. We got Major League Baseball. It's next. spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Saturdays are for sunshine, especially for your ears. With another election, ongoing wars, and natural disasters, we know the news can be a lot to take in. And we're determined to share the bright side of humanity. Every Saturday, take a breather from the headlines and hear all the uplifting happenings across the world with Five Good Things, a new weekend edition of CNN Five Things. That means you can find this goodness in the same feed as Five Things. Listen to Five Good Things on the iHeartRadio app. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billie's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da-da-da-da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- National Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. 